and welcome to 9 to 5 Fitness, a podcast about how to incorporate a healthy lifestyle into a 9 to 5 work week. I'm your host, resident fitness expert Matt, and on today's episode, I will be interviewing Alex Dorado on the topic of resistance training. Alex is an instructor and strength and conditioning coach who teaches university-level courses covering topics on kinesiology, fitness testing, and lifelong fitness and wellness. Alex holds two professional certifications, one through the National Strength and Conditioning Association as a certified strength and conditioning specialist, and another through USA Weightlifting as a level one sports performance coach. He has been certified for the last eight years and has significant experience creating exercise programs to help individuals improve physical performance. Recently, Alex has been focused on improving his jiu-jitsu skills. We are excited to bring you this interview and hope you learn some valuable information about the importance of incorporating resistance training into your regular exercise program. All right, today we are joined, or it is our pleasure to have uh, Alex Dorado on, and uh, just a little background on Alex. He holds a master's degree in kinesiology. Uh, he currently teaches university-level courses on fitness testing, kinesiology, and lifelong fitness and wellness. He is professionally certified through the National Strength and Conditioning Association as a certified strength and conditioning specialist and is also a USA Weightlifting Level 1 Sports Performance Coach. Uh, he uses his knowledge to help people improve their physical performance through the programs that he creates. And more recently, Alex has been focusing on developing his skill sets in jiu-jitsu. You can check out uh, Alex in action by heading over to sunnyhealthfitness.com and you can watch him crush some heavy lifts uh, using our power rack and some of our Olympic bars and plates. Um, so welcome, Alex. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, I'm excited to talk about resistance training with you. Uh, the first topic we're going to start with is um, we want to kind of fill in a little bit of the basic information, why individuals should consider resistance training at all in the first place. Oh, well, thanks for uh, that nice intro, Matt. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, resistance training for the general population. So that's an interesting topic. And normally everyone thinks about resistance training for sport performance. That's kind of only one side of the coin for fitness. So a lot of it is really beneficial for individuals' health. So muscle has more functions than just getting bigger or smaller. It kind of helps with a lot of the daily activities we use. So uh, let's give you guys an example. So Matt, let's say you just finished up. Some grocery shopping. You're a strong guy, right? I like grocery shopping. Grocery shopping. So you have finished shopping. You just got home. And you're a one-tripper. You're a one-trip guy. You yeah. Know, you don't go back and one forth. One-tripper. You got all those, all your bags in. <laughs> you got your Ben and Jerry's. Ooh. The eggs. Protein. So say you got a bag, four or five bags in your left hand, four or five bags in your right hand, and you're walking onto the house. You're walking onto the house. Eventually, you trip on something on the ground, a rock, you trip on the curb, and now you're in a little predicament. You're in a little predicament now. So what can you do to prevent yourself from falling down? You don't want to just tuck and roll, accept your fate, right? What can you do? Yeah, I don't want to lose my eggs. <laughs> or your ice cream. <laughs> or my ice cream. That's precious gains there, right? <laughs> precious gains. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, yeah, what, what, do I, what, do I, what should I do? I mean, so the easy uh, answer there is you kind of just, quickly get that other foot in front of you, right? Mm -hmm. You yep. quickly get that other foot in front of you. You plant, you get your other foot out, and now all your food is safe. 
All your food is safe and you're ready to go inside. So what resistance training does, it allows us not to just run farther, run faster, tackle harder, lift heavy weights. All that stuff is fun. I'm not going to argue with you there. That's the funnest stuff to do. However, it's going to help you function in daily life. So when you trip and fall, you have that strong nervous system to get your legs out in front of you. You have strong quads, strong hamstrings. So then when you take that big step forward from that fall, you could absorb the fall or you could, your leg could absorb it. Mm. Your bones, your femur, bones in your shin, they all could absorb those forces. So again, it's not just bigger, stronger muscles. It's what allows us to move pretty much safely through all these other movements we do in life. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think kind of the basic concept uh, that you're hitting at is, uh, you know, it's important to just have a general base of strength, right? Um, so that your body can react to whatever, you know, the environment throws at you, whatever your lifestyle throws at you, that your body can respond to it. Um, because if you don't have that basic level of strength and something happens, you trip, you misstep, um, you have to, you know, reach for something and, and hold on to kind of prevent yourself from falling. Uh, your muscles and your body have the capability uh, of preventing something, uh, something bad from happening that might cause injury. But if your body is resilient and strong, um, you can adjust and prevent that. So just kind of, a, I guess, in terms of generalizing why resistance training is important, um, we're all, you know, doing stuff day to day, right? Like we have, if it's grocery shopping, if it's walking down the stairs, if it's playing with your dog, playing with your kids, whatever it is, um, you got to move around a little bit, right? right. <laughs> so uh, if something happens that you weren't really expecting, it's important for your body to be able to adjust and respond to different forces that are placed on it so that your body doesn't fail and not absorb uh, those forces and uh, the potential for you know falling or injuring yourself could happen. So um, that's a good that's a good little analogy. I like that. Another uh, any other any other reasons why besides you know just increasing your uh, ability to go through life a little bit easier on why individuals should do resistance training besides the whole performance aspect of it. You know, for athletes, obviously, we know that strength training will increase our physical performance. You know, we can gain some muscle. Um, so besides activities of daily living and maybe increasing performance, so is there any other reasons why uh, you think uh, individuals should uh, focus on resistance training? Oh, there's plenty. I've got a long list. Spent a <laughs> lot of time in school just being hammered in and all those reasons why it's important. I guess the real, the real big one you could use is uh, good fitness is a real indicator of uh, decreasing risk for all-cause mortality. Okay. So yeah, that's, passing away early. So that's, that's a big one. <laughs> plenty of research that um, supports that you're, you having sh- good, strong muscular function is what keeps you alive. So uh, we oftentimes think of just muscle as a big biceps. we got to get those big biceps. Or, if you're like myself, get some strong calves. There you go. Get a calf game going on. I like the calves. But your heart is also a muscle, cardiac muscle. True, true. So if we can train and get that muscle that cardiac muscle functioning better, we find that your risk for mortality decreases. You live longer if your muscles function well. That's your heart. That's your glutes, your quads. If we can increase those muscular functions or get stronger is the term you want to use. If we can get stronger, typically live longer. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, Okay, cool. So kind of to summarize, um, why why should you resistance train? Uh, well, do you want to perform better just with your general daily activities? Do you want to live longer? And do you want to increase your athletic 
performance or just your general performance with your recreational activity. So I think we can all agree that those are things that we want. Uh, everybody wants to live longer. Everybody wants to perform better during the day. So um, those are probably some you know top three reasons why you should be adding or thinking about adding some resistance training to your health and fitness program. Um, next question, uh, we always get this because, you know, it's, it's kind of, I always, I always say it's pretty amazing. There's all these people doing resistance training out there and, uh, we always see like the gym fail, you know, videos online and we're like, man, resistance training is super dangerous and, you know, everybody that does CrossFit is hurt and, <laughs> Uh, you know, athletes, you know, athletes lift heavy weights and, you know, they get, they get hurt all the time or every athlete that I've seen that's old now because they've been training so hard, they can barely walk. Um, so I think that kind of all revolves around the basic question, question that we do get a lot, uh, is, is resistance training dangerous? That's an awesome question. Is resistance training dangerous? I don't think resistance training is dangerous per se. I I believe, uh, Poor technique in resistance training is what causes the problem. So resistance training or exercise is really kind of just manufactured work. It's a way to create work if you're not doing that in other activities. Uh, so let's see, was resistance training bad? So we don't want to just think of resistance training as weights, dumbbells, kettlebells. It's really much whatever's providing resistance, whatever has weight, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And is it bad or not? It's not that heavy stuff is bad. It's not that light stuff is bad. High reps are bad. It's really the technique issue. It's really the technique issue. I can tell you uh, plenty of examples where people will perform exercises with poor technique, and then they get hurt, and they kind of generalize that as their reasoning for not exercise. Oh, I saw this person get hurt. Like you said, gym fails, right? Mm-hmm. Easily find all those on YouTube. Yep, yep. But you don't want to use that one, those unique situations where someone does something poorly and causes themselves to get hurt as what's going to happen to you. If you have good, solid technique, then you're pretty much in the clear there. You should be able to train. Uh, Granted, there are some exceptions if you have some health injuries, previous injuries, past injuries. I encourage you to consult with a physician before that. But general statement, as long as your technique is good, you should be in a safe place. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think that's one thing a lot of people tend to forget about is like when they see, <laughs> when they hear about resistance training or they hear about individuals that have gotten hurt, it's, you know, they just say, oh, resist, I got hurt training. Like there's no background information. There's no context behind it. So, um, yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, the body was made to move a specific way and uh, it was made to handle your own body weight. So, you know, your body weight is a, is a, a type of resistance. Um, so if you can handle your body weight well, there's no reason why you couldn't handle other forces as long as you're moving correctly. So, um, yeah, I agree with you. Resistance training is not dangerous, all things considered. But, yes, technique does matter, and uh, what you are doing does matter. Great. All right, let's keep it rolling. Next question. Uh, so we understand that resistance training is good. We should do it. Uh, we know that it's not dangerous if it is prescribed well and we have good form. So what should we do? What type of resistance training should we do? Maybe let's, t- let's take it from a beginner's perspective. Um, for somebody that has no resistance training uh, experience at all, like how should somebody who is just a true beginner and really doesn't have any experience, how should they approach starting a resistance training program? That's, 
that's a tough question to answer because <laughs> everyone has a different starting place, right? But yeah. theoretically, if someone had zero experience and they want to get started, let's say, well, first get clearance from a physician first. We want you to be safe. Mm-hmm. They give you the thumbs up to work out, get started. But if you're brand new, I would say start off with some light external resistance. If you haven't done anything for a long time, maybe even your body weight might be too much. Maybe your body weight, if you've been lounging on the couch, you know, all you did is catch up on Game of Thrones because, you know, the season's coming up (laughs) or it's already there. And all you just did is sit down. Maybe your own body weight's a little too much. So maybe you start off with some light resistance bands, light dumbbells there. Something a little less than what your body weight has to offer. Eventually, you adapt from there. You you spend some time with those bands. You spend some time with those dumbbells, some lighter weights than what your body weight is. Eventually, you could work your way up to body weight training, and maybe you could start doing those body weight squats, lunges, push-ups, things like that, and you adapt from there. You could handle your own body weight, and then you start combining the two. Maybe I have some external loads as well as my body weight. So enter uh, any cable machines, any barbells, kettlebells, cycles, anything where you could use your body and some external weight. The idea here isn't just to go all out and uh, walk out the gym door, panting for breath. You could have very, you could barely crawl. You know, the next day you're you're walking stiff leg because you could barely move your legs. That necessarily doesn't have to be the case every time. We want to work you up from a safe place and gradually get yourself stronger step by step. So if you're brand new, maybe it's starting off with bands, you're brand new, maybe it's dumbbells, maybe you have a little bit of strength, maybe you start off with body weight. But you got to take it from a context of where you're starting from. If you haven't done anything for a while, maybe you start off a little light. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, it, it is dependent on kind of what your history is, you know, what your background is, you know, what your lifestyle is, you know, what level of experience that you've had. Um, I guess the kind of important point is if you if you truly are uh, new to resistance training, it's important to start you know as as slow as you can, right? You don't want to shock your system and put yourself at risk for injury because your body really doesn't know how to move itself properly under load or handling you know an external force like you said. Um, even your somebody's own body weight can be too much, right? Like if you're somebody that struggles going up and down the stairs, like probably you don't want to try to run up the stairs for your resistance training uh, workout the first time that you do it. Or, um, you know, try to lift, you know, something really heavy, you know, a hundred times. Um, so yeah, just being a little bit more cautious about how quickly you jump into a resistance training program um, is always the safest way to approach it, especially early on. If you if you find out, hey, I'm responding really well to this, my body's adapting pretty well, I'm not super sore, I'm not super fatigued after uh, finishing certain resistance training workouts, then, yeah, maybe you can progress a little bit further, a little bit faster than somebody else might be. Okay. So, uh, But, yeah, definitely taking this slow, making sure that you're – you are being aware of how your body's resp- responding to the training, so you know you don't do too much too fast, which is obviously another another reason why people get injured a lot. Okay, so kind of moving. You already touched on this a little bit, but keeping in mind, you know, if somebody wants to start resistance training, they're you know they're fairly new, and maybe they don't have access to a gym, or maybe they just want to work out at home. Like, what are some of the best pieces of equipment that you've either suggested people get just so they can sort of introduce themselves to resistance training if you're just are now yeah bands is a light one to stay safe but i find that these uh single-handed implements like dumbbells and kettlebells can be very helpful in providing a wide variety of exercises 
again, we're going to take this from the context of someone who's brand new, just learning. You could string together a lot of different movements with dumbbells, kettlebells, Mm -hmm. some overhead presses. You could transition to squatting, uh, rowing, things like that. Uh, If your goal is to be incredibly strong, maybe those pieces of equipment aren't for you. I mean, if you want to be incredibly strong, the barbell is going to be the answer. Mm -hmm. But again, context is key for someone who's brand new and trying to learn how to move learn how to move weights, learn how to move their bodies. These single-handed implements, whether dumbbells, kettlebells, bands, these can be very helpful tools in learning how to move. What about for kind of more advanced training? Let's say, you know, somebody does, you know, see, you know, barbell training as something they're really interested in. They want to do it. Um, They want to squat. They want to deadlift. Maybe they want to, you know, start to learn how to do some of the Olympic lifts. Uh, but they're a true, like, they're a true beginner. Like, what what kind of process should they go through uh, to ensure that number one, they're not starting out too fast, and then how long do you think it would take for them uh, to reach a level where they can start to practice some of those more advanced uh, techniques, uh, specifically with the barbell training? So, with the barbell, like progressions, regression, we talk about eventually getting heavier and heavier. That's cool. But if you're talking about using the bar to learn how to deadlift, learning how to squat, learning how to clean, how to press, you could also, before the bar, will take a step back and start regressing, learn those skills with a dumbbell first, learn those skills with a kettlebell. Mm -hmm. Like we said about progression, we could start learning how to use that dumbbell to mimic the deadlift. We could go 40 pounds, 50 pounds, 60 pounds. We could slowly progress there. When we have a solid base of our movement quality, we could start adding the bar. And that wouldn't be the worst thing. And then we could get our technique down with the bar. Then we could spend time there, familiar with the concept of progressive overload, mm-hmm. just gradually increasing your training over time. We could add weight slowly, add reps slowly. But the process happens over time. What I find often happens is everyone wants to jump into heavy weights, high reps right away. But you want to kind of ease your way in there. You ease your way. It's, it's, it's a marathon, not a race. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree, and I think I think that's another problem that people run into, especially with true beginners, if they're seeking you know help from a coach or help from a personal trainer. Um, a lot of times uh, the client kind of has the power and says, hey, I really want to, you know, I want to start barbell work. You know, that's, that's my goal. Like, you know, let's, like, let's do it. Let's do it now. And you kind of have to step back and realize, okay, well, like what kind of experience do you have any experience with the barbell training that's where it's up to the coach it's up to the personal trainer to say hey like let's let's practice the basics right let's learn how to use let's learn how to use your body first like your body could be enough resistance kind of as we mentioned before um let's let's learn how to use your body first and then we'll start adding these uh tools you know these resistance training tools whether it be a kettlebell a dumbbell uh bands uh and then once you are proficient with those pieces of equipment we can start, you know, working on the bar, barbell movements. Um, so I think that's another thing that people kind of uh, run into as a as a problem, uh, is because a lot of people do jump right into barbell work. Uh, you know, if they join a gym or they you join a class or they you know go with somebody to you know a boot camp and there's a barbell there and they're like, all right, now they're just throwing up you know 45 pounds over the head trying to do front or trying to do overhead squats and they've never lifted a barbell in their life and. The coach is like screaming at him, "Hey, like get lower!" Like right. it's, it's just fun not at the time, right? But after that, it's you can't survive that long with yeah, poor technique. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think that's kind of one of the things that turns people off sometimes. Resistance training is 
they're just thrown into this world that they don't fully understand. Uh, but they they may be really excited about it and like what it can do for their body, obviously because of the reasons why we just stated about why you should do resistance training, but they just don't fully understand that it's a process you have to kind of build up to. You don't run a marathon after a week of training, right? So why would you go straight into, you know, an overhead squat with, you know, 45 plus pounds if you've never done a squat in your life? So people just have to kind of keep that in mind when it comes to resistance training as well. All right, cool. Real quick, let's kind of wrap up some of the important variables that people should be focusing on if they have started their resistance training, you know, they're feeling good, maybe they're progressing a little bit with certain pieces of equipment. Uh, they got bands, they got dumbbells, maybe they're starting to feel comfortable with some of their basic barbell training, maybe they're seeing a little bit of progress, but uh, how much should they do? So, so let's just give a, a basic example. Somebody wants to get stronger. Uh, maybe they're not really concerned about being a bodybuilder. They don't want to build like, you know, 20, 30 pounds of muscle mass. They just want to be stronger. They want to feel good. They want to feel, you know, capable. They want to improve uh, their activities of daily living. They want to avoid injury. How much resistance training should they do? Just kind of on a schedule basis. For scheduling things in your training, there's kind of two key concepts you want to pay attention to. First one is, like we mentioned before, progressive overload. That could be in weight. It could be in reps. It could be in days you train a week. What progressive overload is just really gradually increasing your training. So maybe you progress your weight uh, week by week. You go up 10 pounds, 5 pounds, whatever the case is. Maybe you progress your frequency. So maybe you train once a week, twice a week, and then three times a week. So some sort of progression is what you're going to need when you start programming, when you start creating that plan for yourself. Without any progression, it's very hard to uh, make improvements because that progression is what actually allows you to get bigger stronger faster or healthier if that's the case so we have to have some sort of progression i mean slow and steady there i'm not saying anyone jump from 100 to 500 pounds but if we can use those those two and a halves that those small plates in the gym no one wants to touch that stuff (laughs) is gold if we can slowly add two and a halves each week we're in a good place so after progression or progressive overload the second thing you need in your program is uh recovery aka sleep you gotta sleep more if you're not getting enough sleep and don't even worry about what your program looks like if you're not getting seven eight nine hours of sleep don't spend too much time in the details of your workout program try and get to bed a little earlier because that's what's going to help you recover it's typically not the answer the clients i work with want to hear he's telling me (laughs) go to sleep i'm paying for this guy to tell me to sleep that's the reality everyone's got to recover and sleep is how it happens yeah, I, that's that's a good point. I think that's one thing that people often forget about. You know, they're they're overworked, they're tired, they're fatigued. You know, they already have poor sleeping habits, but they've carved out this time and they really want to work out and they have goals. They want to transform their body and they know resistance training can help them. But at the same time, it's like they're just killing themselves every day and not giving themselves enough recovery. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, all right, you know, you got to let your body recover. That's a huge part of the equation. So. I'm glad you brought that up because, yes, recovery, rest, specifically sleeping more has huge benefits. All right, one last question uh, before we wrap it up. And uh, this is kind of, I guess, one of those things that even you know professional athletes or experienced lifters uh, kind of have to deal with from time to time is, you know, what happens when you stop resistance training? Like, should I be concerned about the, the progress that I've made? You know, how long could I go without resistance training, without, like, completely losing my progress? Well, it depends how long you stop for. So a lot of the bodybuilders I work with, say, if they 
If they think they stop for like 12 hours, they're going to start breaking down muscle and lose their games. That necessarily isn't the case. So it doesn't happen within a few hours of a day. But if you're concerned with losing your uh, progress and strength or muscle mass or fitness, that usually takes between one and a half to two weeks. Uh, it takes uh, quite a while for yourself to detrain from muscle mass. You can maintain muscle for a while, but your strength might drop off a little quicker. If you don't use it, you lose it, right? I, I, yep. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Very true. Cool. All right. Awesome. So let's do just a little quick uh, summary just so we can make sure that we recap everything. So we went over why. Uh, should we do resistance training? Well, obviously, if you want to live longer, uh, if you want to perform better throughout the day, if you want to increase your level of performance. Is resistance training dangerous? Not if you're doing it properly. It's completely safe. And what kind of resistance training should I do if I'm just starting out or have no experience? Again, start with some basic movements like Alex mentioned. Um, what's the best type of resistance training equipment to use? Again, going back to you know the basics, uh, bands, dumbbells, kettlebells, um, and then your body weight as well. Uh, how much resistance training should you do? Um, start out safe. So consider starting with just maybe once a week. See how your body feels. If your body is recovering well, maybe add a second day. And then you can start working into more advanced programming where you're doing two to three to four to five days a week. You know, Don't worry about you know completely losing your gains if you stop resistance training for a week or so. Uh, just make sure that you have some kind of consistency and you're not taking too much time off. Uh, thank you so much, Alex, for uh, joining us today. Uh, I, I think our listeners are going to get a lot of good information about this. Uh, especially with you know kind of some of the basic questions that people might have about starting a resistance training program. Um, so yeah, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, speaking with you again. All right, thanks, Matt. Appreciate Good. you having me here. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us at Nine to Five Fitness. Hope you enjoyed this interview and learned something useful to help you on your fitness journey. Thank you for listening, and stay on the lookout for our next interview where we continue to bring real life motivation and information to help you become better.